Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 38 of Coach Bennett's podcast. That's right, 38, and that's not even including the trailer episode or the special edition episode for Nike Cross Nationals that I put out in December. So this is kind of sort of like 40, I think, or 41, right? Let's see, if this is 38, yes, it would be like 40. But it's kind of sort of 40, and it's it's listed as episode 38. So just to keep it, you know, as clear as possible, this is episode 38, but there's really 40 episodes. So welcome, and thank you, because without all of you, this wouldn't be as much fun, it wouldn't be as successful, and I wouldn't be out there making a podcast every single week. And I got to tell you, I'm proud that I've made a podcast every single week for 38 straight weeks but I wouldn't have done it without all of you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating the show, reviewing the show, sharing the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now let's get into episode 38, which is how to make running suck. That's right, how to make running suck. I'll tell you what, I'd say like 25% of the answers I give during Q and A's, whether it's at a clinic, whether it's in person, whether it's uh, you know, like a live one that I'm doing on Instagram or something like that are, are basically, you know, me getting people to stop what they're about to do or stop doing what they're doing because they're doing things or about to do something that's going to make running suck. So I figured, you know what, this is kind of a fun way, you know, to kind of attack this problem, which is making running suck by just saying like, hey, here are some things you can do to make running suck. And this is why doing these things makes running suck. Because now you'll know something that makes running suck, which in a way is telling you just from a slightly different point of view, how to not make running suck. Because if you're not doing these things, you're lessening the suckiness factor of running. And in some ways, if you are doing this, you are actually now making running awesome, better, more joyful, more exciting, more fun, which makes sense, right? It's like if you're smacking yourself in the face and I say, hey, that's making your day suck, smacking yourself in the face, don't do that, and then you stop doing that, and you're like, this is, this is a better day. You're right. Not hitting myself in the face repeatedly makes the day better. It makes eating easier. It makes, you know, conversations a little smoother. It makes introductions uh, a little better. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for telling me how to make my day less sucky by just not hitting myself in the face. And I've got a whole list of things that are the equivalent when it comes to running of basically hitting yourself in the face. Now, before we dive into this, I just have to say kind of quickly, kind of not so quickly, where I was last weekend. And I was in Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas to see you 2 at the Sphere, and it was unbelievable. It's hard to describe, so I'm not going to try to describe it. It was out of this world. I, I showed up completely, totally prepared to have my mind blown, and I was unprepared for how blown my mind was. It was more fantastical than I could have imagined. And I imagined it being amazing. I even saw videos of what it was like. I watched the videos. Now, Tammy, Coach Bennett the Greater, my wife, she surprised me with tickets over Christmas. And I'm, I'm a massive U2 fan. Massive U2 fan. One of my favorite bands of all time, if not my favorite band of all time. I've seen them two other times prior to this. And they were both shows that I considered two of the greatest shows I've ever seen. In fact, the first one, which was Oakland, December 2001, I believe, I, I up until the Sphere concert this past weekend, I thought was the best show I've ever been to. But they were so good. 
the sphere, which is this building in Las Vegas that I, I'll put a link to it because I can't describe it. It's just ridiculous. The, the, uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave it like this. Check out the links. Okay. Check out the links and I'll even put a link to maybe a post I did with some pictures and maybe I'll see if I can put up, um, uh, some, some video that I took. I was on the floor, Tammy and I were on the floor and the crowd was amazing we were with, uh, we were around some people who had come in from Dublin to see them. It was just so great, dancing, singing, just cheering, and just it was it was amazing. And they sounded so good. They sounded so good. So if you're not a U2 fan, something's wrong with you, and you should really get back in and give them another try because I think you just you did something wrong. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot like I had a terrible run, and I'll, and more often than not, it's like well. You, you, let's let's try to un, unwind this and figure out what happened and there's a reason and then people go oh I should have had a better run I think that's with you too as well so anyway give them a try this isn't about you too this is about how to make running not suck but you too will also help you make running not suck okay so anyway unbelievable show just had to throw that in there I will also say this one thing before we go I you know having lived in New Jersey for a number of years and obviously working around in the Northeast and then being out here in Portland, you, you can't smoke inside around here. I, I hadn't been back to Vegas in like 20 years and you still can smoke in the casinos. I was totally unprepared for that. Totally unprepared for that. Now here's like, I, I think smoking's gross. Uh, so there's, um, that's my, my waiver, you know? So if, if you do smoke, I, you know, get as much help as you can to stop. My, my issue, other than the fact that I think it's disgusting, I would feel so terrible smoking inside around people who don't smoke because now you're forcing them to be a part of this, this thing. I just, I don't get it. I would feel so terrible. It would be like if I'm having a beer, I know some people don't like to drink beer and that's, that's 100% fine, but I don't spit my beer into the air while I'm drinking it. Like, and that's what I feel like is happening with smoke. It's like they're breathing this in and then I'm around. I'm like, I want nothing to do with this. Nothing. And then whoosh, here comes this waft of just stank. It just stinks. It's so gross. Anyway, like I, you know, it, would it be that big of a problem if they just had a room where everyone could go in and smoke? And just, it's like they have, they used to have in the airports, like smoking lounges, and it was just covered in smoke. Like, I would assume no one that smokes would mind. I mean, that, in fact, it's like, I would guess it's like, this is, this is what we want. You know, we want more smoke. So that's just, you know, if you're a casino operator, maybe think about, you know, ditching the in house smoking allowances. That's all I'm going to say. Other than that, it was a lot of fun. Vegas is a crazy place. Um, but uh, also saw a Beatles, the Circus Olay Beatles show the night before. Because, uh, I mean, how can you turn that down too? And listening to the Beatles music that loud, oh, it was so good. And Circus Olay is so beautiful and weird and funky and and gorgeous and creepy and just magical. It's just the whole thing. is It was great. So it was a really cool, we were only there for like 36 hours. Uh, 36 hours of of music and it was sunny it was sunny the day that we were basically there it was sunny it was like 68 69 degrees and sunny which it's not in portland so that was amazing too anyway that's where i was over the weekend if you cared and if you didn't care well now you know so you're a little wiser if we want to call that wisdom which we probably don't all right let's let's get into episode 38 how to make running suck. And like I said, the inspiration for this is the fact that a good quarter, 25% of the questions I get revolve around people doing things that make running suck. And I figured here's another opportunity where I can maybe get to a large audience, tell them a few things that suck so they don't have to try to get in touch with me or or awkwardly ask somebody, hey, is this, am I doing this the right way? Or this way I can just get it out there 
And if you're doing something like this, if you know someone who's doing something like this, you can, you know, have a little intervention and be like, look, let's, let's stop doing this because this is making running suck. And running's not the easiest thing to do in the world. And it can be a difficult sometimes. It can be a struggle. So to get rid of, you know, things you're doing that are making it harder, worse, less joyful, more of a struggle like why why do that so that's this is just another one of those episodes where i think by the end of it you're gonna go "Uh uh-huh i i do one of these things i think we all at different times sabotage our running and it's good to have a reminder that you know what we're making it more difficult we're making it harder we're making it suck so that's my hope by the end of this running will suck less and by the way i don't think running sucks but for some people that might be negative, sucking less is the same thing as better. They just have a harder time getting their arms around the word better for right now, but we're going to work towards it because it's a lot nicer to give better a hug than suck less a hug. I'm just letting you know, suck less is not a good hugger, but better, oh, like my mommy's called vitamin hugs where they just, oh, squeezy hugs, just really good. That's that's what it's like when you hug better. When you hug suck less, you're just kind of like, ah, I don't think they were into it. Like, you know, it's kind of weird you know just weird like awkward they don't really know where to put their arms you know so anyway we're gonna move on let's get let's go with one of the first things okay and this is this is an obvious one i talk about it all the time on the guided runs i talk about it all the time on here and yet people still screw it up that's okay because we're gonna have people screw up less and that's start your runs too fast if you want running to suck Start your runs fast, period, if you want your runs to suck. You have to remember that the, the, the shift from not running to running, it's a monumental shift. It's huge. It's massive. You're going from not running to running. That's a really big deal. And it's not going from not running to running to like the bathroom or to the elevator or to get the bus stop, which is jarring enough. This is going from not running to I'm going to run for a period of time, a duration or a distance. So a lot of times we can put a lot of pressure on the beginning of the run. And then suddenly if we're starting too hard, we're going to not give ourselves that grace period to go from not running to running, to allow ourselves to warm up, not just physically, but mentally ease into the run. We're starting immediately with alarms going off, buzzers sounding and it's like people who wake up in the morning and the alarm goes off and the alarm is one of those horrendously obnoxious noises now you don't have to have a horrendous obnoxious noise to wake you up in the morning i'm just letting you know i'm just telling you you can have a nice more peaceful welcoming sound wake you up in the morning you can it doesn't need to be the sound of fingernails coming down a blackboard Okay, it doesn't need to be that awful, nor does the beginning of a run need to be awful, full of pressure, tension, anxiety, stress. It doesn't. In fact, it should be the easiest part of your run. It should be the least stressful, the least amount of pressure. You should be going the slowest you're going to be going on the entire run. And you should give yourself enough time to say, you know what, it's going to take a little time for me to ease into this run, to warm up into this run, I'm gonna give myself that time. I'm not going to have expectations of how I'm gonna feel in the first three, five, seven, ten minutes. I'm just going to move. I'm gonna move relaxed, comfortably, without pressure. That's how the beginning of my run's gonna be. And if you can do that, the beginning of your run no longer becomes this, this traumatic experience that a lot of people experience because they start too hard too fast. And you know what happens when you do that? You start to feel like this is too much, too hard, and you end your run too soon, and then you feel like you're not enough. That's what happens. It also screws up the whole run because the majority of your runs are supposed to be easy runs. And if you're not even starting a run easy and it never feels easy, that's not an easy run. It means the majority of your runs are hard runs, and that's unsustainable, which is why so many people cannot run consistently. Physically, mentally, emotionally, they're burnt out from going for a run that's too hard and makes them feel like they're not enough. They can't do it. No one wants to come back to a starting line where what's waiting for you on the other side is feelings of inadequacy 
where you're just going to feel like I'm worse for doing this or it's proof that I'm not good enough. So if you start your runs too fast, you're pretty much guaranteeing to make running suck. And it doesn't need to suck like that. So if you want to make running suck, start your runs too fast. Start your runs too hard. Now, that's going to lead me to another way you can make running suck, which is never run fast. See, a lot of times people will hear me say, start your runs easy. Recovery runs should be relaxed. Your, your easy runs should be comfortable and in control. And they misinterpret that as, oh, never run hard. Never run fast. And some people think they simply just can't run fast. They can't run hard. It's a whole group of people that think that, oh, I can't do speed work. I can't run fast. I'm not fast. If you can run slow, you can run fast. You have to be able to. They're in comparison of each other. You can't say, well, I run slow. Well, compared to what? Compared to what? It's got to be in comparison to you. I mean, if you want to compare it to other people, it still makes no sense. If you can run slow, you can run fast. So if you want to make running suck, only lock into one gear. Because what you're missing out on is fun. What you're missing out on are different types of challenges. What you're missing out on are different personalities that you have inside you because you have different types of running which are done by different mentalities of runners inside you. You are a different runner when you're trying to run 9 out of 10 effort compared to that type of runner you are when you're running a 3 out of 10 effort. You're a different type of runner when you're locked in on a 5 effort on on an easy run than you are when you're doing a a two-minute interval at eight and then a one-minute interval at nine effort and then a three-minute interval at five effort. Like These are different mentalities. These are different efforts. These are different ways of looking at running, different ways of feeling running. And like I said, running fast is just fun. Is it scary? Sure. Is it difficult at times? Absolutely. Is it a challenge? Sometimes, sure. But it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. If you think back, to the most fun you had as a kid, running around. You weren't running around at recovery run pace. You weren't running around at warm-up pace. You were darting around and getting chased or playing tag. And, you know, this is, this is what running is supposed to be. It is supposed to be a form of play. And running fast, and now this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean you have to race, although I do think you should race. I think racing is fun. And any aspects of racing that is not fun, if you actually think about it, it's not the race. It's us putting these things on the race and making them overly stressful and anxious and tense and turning them into tests as opposed to celebrations. But we can talk about that another time. In fact, I did. There's a podcast I made called I Make the Case for You to Race or A Case to Race. I forget what the title is. But the point is, if if you go in there and you mix things up, and you add some diversity to your running in terms of efforts, paces, speeds, you're going to feel refreshed. Your running is not going to go stale, okay, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But the point is, mix things up and have some fun. Run fast every once in a while. It doesn't have to be a full-blown, hardcore, regimented workout. It could be something like, you know what? couple days a week when I when I run the last minute I'm gonna I'm gonna pick things up I really am or you know I do this loop and I run by a track and I'm gonna run one lap on the track kind of fast and then I'll run easy until I get my breath back and then I'll run back home or I'm just gonna do some strides which are just short bursts of speed that's it just 30 50 70 meters just I'm gonna pick things up I'm gonna go from a four effort to a five effort to a seven effort over the course of these 50 meters or 60 meters. Then I'm going to go from a five effort to a six effort to a seven effort to an eight effort over the course of these 50 or 60 meters. And I'm just going to walk and relax a little bit in between them. And maybe I'll do two or three or four of these strides once a week or twice a week, just at the end of my run or in the middle of my run, just to mix things up, just, just to feel that speed, that power that I have within me, that power that powers me to go from a three to a four to a five to a six. And I feel strong when I do that. And my arms are driving. And I notice my knee lift is, 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 is coming up. And I'm leaning a little bit forward. And I can feel the wind go through my hair. And whoo, like that's, that's, that's fun. That's fun. So if you want to make running suck, never run fast. Okay? But if you want to make running not suck, 
run fast every once in a while. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Another way you can make running suck is make running boring. It's a great, fantastic way to make running suck. Now, this is the thing. Running is not boring. But I'll tell you what. Some runners sure are. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of boring runners who do the same thing every single time they run. Now, listen. I'm not saying everyone has access to different trails and different routes and different times of day that they can run. Like a lot of people schedule, it's it's a Herculean effort for them to get a run in at all. And a lot of times it is, yeah, I have this one loop I can do where I feel comfortable running and it's right after work or right before work or during the middle of the day before I have to pick up the kids or it's only right after school or before school. Like I get it. I understand it. That's fine. Well, my point is, even if you are limited to the same time of day and the same route, you have the ability to mix things up. You can turn it into a speed run. You can turn that 20 minutes allowance that you've got, that time where you say, I can dedicate this to a run, and you can turn it into a fun little fart lick. You can. You can do that. You can turn it into an out and back one day. Or yes, it usually takes me about 10 minutes to get to my turnaround point. And it's usually, you know, because I, I run the same pace every freaking day. It takes me 10 minutes to get back. Well, maybe go out a little slower. Maybe maybe take 11 minutes to get out to the point. So you're running a little bit slower. And then try to come back in nine. You're coming back a little bit quicker. Have some fun with it. Maybe don't look at your watch at all until the run is done and see how long it took. There's a lot of different ways that you can mix it up, even if you're limited. If you're limited to running on a track every single day for safety reasons or just the fact that it's the easiest possible place for you to go to, well, mix things up on the track. You can go in different directions on the track. You can use different lanes on the track. And no matter what, if you're running a lot on the track, definitely don't only run one direction in the inside lane. You definitely want to be using the outside lanes. There's less pressure on that inside leg. You can cause all sorts of issues if you're going the same direction every single lap and you're running lots and lots of laps I mean, if you think about it every lap you do half of it's on a turn so my point is go in opposite directions or do a workout sometimes on the track you know and have some fun maybe say you know what i'm going to start by running easy in lane one and then on my next lap i'm going to run in lane two and i'm going to see if i can run the same time as i did in the first lap but the second lap in lane two we'll see if we can do it because i'll tell you what it's a little bit longer you're going to have to run a little bit quicker to match that pace. And then on the third lap, run in lane three and see if you can match the pace that you did on your first two laps. It's going to be hard because you're going to have to go longer than the second lap and quite a bit longer than the first lap. And what's it's just going to be like a fun little crazy little speed work. It'll be a lot of fun. That's It's just a way to mix things up. Maybe invite someone to run with you. That'll mix up your run. It'll keep the running fresh and keep the runner from going stale. But if you want to make running suck, convince yourself that your running has to be the same every single day. No, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be the same every single day. Listen to different music. Listen to different podcasts. I mean, I've like I mentioned, I've got now 40 of them. So maybe you could listen to all 40 of them. That's 40 different runs right there. You can mix up your running. Okay, so make your running Boring is a great way to make running suck, but running doesn't have to be boring. And don't blame running for being boring. It's not. It doesn't want to be boring. It wants to be fun. It wants to be exciting. It wants to be fresh. It wants to be vibrant. It wants to be new. Running isn't boring. All right, let's let's move on. Let's keep making running suck, right? Shall we? Okay. All right. Don't realize that it's a sport. That's a great way to make running suck. And a lot of people don't realize that they're taking part in a sport, which is why a lot of people don't realize that they're athletes when they run. And also a lot of people who don't realize they are runners because they are running. And a lot of people who run don't realize that there is this massive global sport they are a part of, this massive global community of other athletes, other runners taking part in this sport. And that also means they can be a fan. You can be a fan of this sport. It is your sport. It's not someone else's. It is your sport. You are a part of it, not a part from it. When you go for a run, you are experiencing so many of the same things that the quote-unquote best runners on the planet experience. And you have access 
to this, whether it's online, social media, TV, you can go to races, you can cheer at events. There are, and on top of that, let me just talk about this. There's so many different areas of this sport. When you go for a run, you, you are now part of this, this club that's not even a club where there's trail running, there's running on the track, there's road racing, there's marathons, and there's sprints, not to mention that there's track and field. So there are other things in there. There's steeplechase, there's high jump, there's pole vault, there's triple jump, and you are cousins with all of these people when you just go for a run. So many people don't understand that they are a part of this community, and this community is welcoming. This community wants you a part of it. This community knows it's a better, stronger, more vibrant community with you a part of it, and like I said, not apart from it. But a lot of this starts with the athlete, the runner. Yes, you, understanding, one, you're an athlete, you're a runner, and this is your community. You are a part of it. There's no secret handshake. There's no, you know, club fee that you got to pay. Like, you're a part of it. You want to go and cheer? Go. You want to ask questions at an event? Do it. You want to show up at a run crew? Go for it. You want to hit the trails? They're for you. You want to do a workout on the track? Go for it. It can be your first run ever. It can be your hundredth run ever. You can have never run on the track before. Go to the track and run. You don't have to fit some mold or hit some standard to do any of these things or be a part of them. They are there for you. And I think one of the best ways to make running not suck is to be a fan, a fan of the sport and not just the elites, although that is a lot of fun, but a fan of the sport at every level. I'm talking about watching five-year-olds having fun at little peewee meets. I'm talking about masters runners going for, you know, the the 80 to 85 age group hurdle record. I'm talking about watching a trail 100 miler. I'm talking about watching the 60 meter dash indoors. Be a fan of all of it up to and including being on the trails, on the roads, on the tracks and seeing other people run and being proud of them being proud of your sport, knowing that there are other people out there that are trying to better themselves, that are crossing starting lines. Be a fan of the runners you see out there. That's going to make running fantastic. Now, not doing any of those things, you're going to make running suck. I mean, just think of all the things I just mentioned that you're a part of. Now, imagine not being a part of those things or, or convincing yourself that you're not a part of those things. Oh, come on. Come on. All right, I got another one. And these are coming kind of fast, I think, right? Fast and not furiously. They're not, I'm not furious at all. I'm not a big fan of those movies. I'll probably get some people that are going to complain about that. I'm sorry. I don't think we needed 10 fast and furious movies, right? Like, who's, who, who's going to disagree with that? Do we need 10 of them? Did we need two of them? You know, I mean, but 10? Come on. Anyway, so these are coming fast, not furiously. All right, make running complicated. Fantastic way to make running suck. Make running complicated. Running's not complicated. Runners are complicated, but running's not complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated, especially if you're paying attention to the runner. The running becomes less complicated. It's when we ignore the runner that running becomes complicated. But if you're paying attention to the runner, if you're asking the runner questions like, um, why are you running? Um, How has your running been going? How do you feel? What do you want to get out of running? These are some pretty basic questions. Knowing those really takes most of the complications out of running. Because if we know what your purpose is, if we know what your inspiration is for running, if we know where you're at in your journey, it's going to make it much easier to figure out, well, what should I do today? What should I ask of myself? What's the difference between a challenge I should take on and a challenge I should not? These, these are the things that really diminish the complications associated with running. But we overcomplicate just about everything with running. I mean, I, I, I hear people talking about like what step they should breathe in and what step they should breathe out. And it's like, are you seriously thinking about this on the run? Like every third step, I'm going to breathe out. 
And then like every seventh, ninth, and 14th, I'll breathe in, but I'll only do it. I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Just relax. Just relax and don't overcomplicate things. You know how to breathe. You know how to run. There are a few very basic things to know about running. And there are little tips that you can bring in to help when running gets difficult or when you're running easy or when you're supposed to be challenging yourself. There are ways to kind of set expectations and put together a purpose for a run with the freedom, the gray area, to have multiple purposes or change purposes on a run. But all of it comes back to what are we trying to do today? Why are you running? Where are you in your journey? How are you feeling? It's not too much more than that. I'm sorry. There really isn't. I'm not trying to, you know, talk myself out of a job because I, it doesn't affect me as a coach because, like I said, it's not running that's complicated. It's runners that are complicated. And we twist ourselves into pretzels. And it's really a coach's job to kind of untangle the complications so you can run freely, so you can run naturally, so you can run close to your potential so you can get out of running what you are meant to get out of running. All of the things that limit that are the complications that runners bring into it. So don't make running complicated. And I'll, I'll, I'll make kind of like this, like a subset of this, um, which I think overcomplicates running. And I'm a nerd. I'm a runner. Okay. I love numbers. I geek out on them a lot but I don't make running all about the numbers. And I think that's when running can get complicated. And a lot of the life and the vitality and the human aspects that make running so powerful and so good for us um, just kind of gets uh, bleached out when it's all about numbers, okay? And there are some that, you know, I, I usually head out and I think, I, I kind of roughly want to run for this many minutes or this many miles or meters. Like, I, I have that. And I kind of sort of have, you know, this is the kind of effort I want to give today. And there are numbers associated with that. Okay. So if I want to run easy, I know it's going to be roughly around, you know, this, this amount of time per K or this amount of time per mile with a little bit of gray area on each side. Cause I might feel really good today. I might not feel that good today. I also know that if I'm way off the numbers, it probably means uh, I should really back off because I'm not feeling good or I'm just taking a flyer and I'm pushing way harder and I'm going to have to change something, you know, tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to run uh, hard tomorrow because I'm running hard today. Outside of that, okay, you can suddenly get overwhelmed by these numbers, okay? Num like, like your cadence or your heart rate or the power associated with, you know, your, your, your stride, the amount of time your foot's on the ground. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, like what, what are we talking about? There's, there's so many numbers out there to suddenly make you forget that what you're doing is just going for a run. That's all you're doing. You're just going for a run. And the run has a basic purpose, okay? It has a premise to it, right? There's like, it's a tempo run. It's a speed run. It's an easier recovery run. You take into account the terrain. It's going to be roads. It's going to be mostly flat. It's going to be some gnarly trails. It's uh, going to be undulations where it's going to be ups and downs. You take that into account, and that allows you, like I said, to you know finesse a little bit what the what the effort is going to be. It's okay. We're running uphill, which means the pace is going to obviously suffer a little bit. But is the pace really suffering? No, I'm going uphill to match the effort. So I'm going to have to back off the pace a little bit to maintain the effort. Or, you know what? The purpose of this is to maintain the effort going up the hill. Or it's a speed workout. And you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to hurt. Well, that's the point of the speed run. The last couple of intervals, I, we want you to be struggling. We want you to be going through some things. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It's the opposite. It means you're doing the workout the right way. You take all those things into account. That's, that's about as complicated as, as it should be, really. And you're just coming back to what is the purpose of what I'm doing right now? I'm supposed to be doing an easy run. Does this feel easy? No. Okay. Back off. I, I, don't, I don't need to see 47 different numbers and draw blood to figure that out. I, I, just, I just need to check in with myself. That's it. And I'm not saying don't geek out about numbers. If you love numbers, that's great. But if your run is now being dictated 
by a bunch of numbers as opposed to the runner, I think something's off. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing anymore. It's like, you're like Ivan Drago in Rocky four. You're surrounded by all of this machinery and, and it's telling you that you can hit with certain amount of pounds per square inch. And you know what Rocky was doing? Rocky was on a farm somewhere cold and he was in a barn and he was just doing push-ups, and he was probably punching like some raw meat. I don't, I don't really remember all of Rocky Four. I just know that Ivan Drago lost. That's what I know. And Rocky just boxed, and Ivan Drago became some type of a machine. That's what I remember. So be Rocky. Don't be Ivan Drago. Go out. Go for a run. Learn about yourself. Because I'll tell you what, if you can do that, you can learn about yourself. What you're going to find is the numbers are going to follow your self-coaching. They are. You're going to be making adjustments because you're listening to yourself. You're in tune with yourself. And I'm not going to get into this, but a lot of the numbers sometimes don't make any sense. You lead the numbers is what I'm trying to say. Don't let the numbers lead you. They can be backup. They're fun to geek out on. Believe me, I do it too. But I'm in charge, okay? I'm listening to myself. I know that running is an opportunity every time I go for a run to learn a little bit more about myself, to pay a little bit more attention to myself, to have a conversation with myself. I don't need a bunch of numbers telling me things, okay? They can be backup, and they can either confirm or deny what I was experiencing sometimes, and maybe that's a good opportunity for me to say, hmm, what was going on? Because this seems a little bit different. But maybe the numbers are a little bit off. Maybe the numbers aren't telling the entire story because they don't. They never do. They can tell you how far. They can tell you how long. They can tell you how fast, they can tell you how many beats per minute, and how many steps you took, but they can't tell you everything. They can't tell you the story of what was going on in the run, what you were experiencing, what you were feeling, what you brought with you to the starting line and carried over it, and not what you went through between that starting and that finish line. Remember that. Okay, that one I went a little bit long, but you know, what can I say? All right, I've only got a couple more. This is flying by, really flying by. Here's another one. You want to make running suck? Don't change. Don't change as a runner. Don't change as an athlete. Don't change as a coach to yourself. Don't change as a teammate to yourself and to others. And don't change the type of runner you are. Don't change the running that you do. Don't change. That's going to make running suck. I have been so many different types of runners over the past Many, many years. I'll just leave it at that. And that is one of the reasons why I'm still running. I'm not trying to run the same way I did 15 years ago. And I'm not going to try to be running the same way I do now in 15 years from now. Now, that's not me saying because I'm getting older, I can't do the things that I did. What I'm saying is, as the years have gone by, what matters to me has changed. My interests have changed. Some of my abilities have changed. Some of my abilities have gotten more impressive. They're not all getting diminished because I'm getting older. That's not true at all. There's a lot of stuff that this version of me would crush the 24-year-old version of me. And there were a lot of things that the 24-year-old version of me would have crushed what the 18-year-old version of me was doing. And I'm fully aware that there are things that the 18-year-old would dominate over me now. Same thing with the 24-year-old or the 35-year-old. The point is, I have changed. My running has changed with it. What I'm getting out of running has changed. There are some things that were important to me five years ago that are not important to me now. And you know what's cool? Five years from now, they may be important to me again. I I may go through some period where I'm like, you know what? I really, 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 really want to run the fastest mile I possibly can. I hope I get like that. That's exciting to me. There may be a time where I just say, you know what? I just want to run long. I just want to, I just want to test my endurance. There have been stretches where I've said, none of this is about challenging me in any kind of physical endurance or speed way. It's really me going out and just moving and just being grateful and thankful and joyful for running. I, I don't care about how fast I'm running. If this is the, the best possible run in terms of competition I could do. I, I'm not trying to do that. And it's changed. And I'm okay with that. 
you have to allow your running to change as the runner changes and the runner changes as the person changes. And let me just tell you, you change, you will change. I couldn't imagine anything sadder than someone who just doesn't change. You change every single day. Be open to it. Have an open mind to it and change for the better. That, that, that should be what you're trying to do. I'm trying to change for the better because you will change. Let your running change with you. Let what you get out of running change. Let what you need from running change. Let the way you run change. Let where you run change. Let the purpose of your run change because you're changing. All right, there we go. So let's let's change into another way to make running suck because we are almost done, all right? All right, another one. Okay, here's my second to last one. You want running to suck, well, make running a punishment. That's right, make running a punishment. And I'm not just talking about the classic punishment of you're at practice, like basketball practice, and your coach says, oh, you just had a turnover, you got to run sprints for 10 minutes. I'm not talking about that, although that's stupid to treat it as punishment. What I'm talking about is you use running as a punishment where you had dessert and you feel bad about having dessert. So you're going to beat yourself up by going for a run. couple things there. One, wildly unhealthy to be upset that you had a dessert. Okay. We're not going to get into all of that right now. I'm just going to say that in and of itself. No, uh, uh-uh. we're not beating ourselves up because we had dessert. Two, you're not then going to punish yourself with a run because there's a whole bunch of things now that are a problem. One, the fact that you're attacking yourself for having a dessert that you enjoyed, okay? And then two, taking something that should be about you being more and not less, something that should make you better and not worse, something that should bring you joy and not shame. Running should never be used as a punishment. So you got to be very careful not to use running as a punishment, not to say, oh, because I did this, I've got to go run. No, running isn't going to erase anything. That's not running's job. Running is to make you better. Running is to bring more of something into your life, not to erase or make less of something. That's what it's, you should be feeling that you are more holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, more holy yourself at the end of a run and not less. You are a better version of yourself because of You did something fantastic and wonderful and joyful and powerful and expressive of who you are. It's it's not there to say, because you did X, this is your penance. It's not a penance. It's a celebration every freaking run. The fact that you can go for a run? Are you kidding? Not everyone can. So don't turn it into a penance, something that you have to do to make up for something you've done. No, Uh uh-uh. None of that. Forget it. You want to make running unsustainable, turn it into a punishment. Okay? None of that here. If you want running to suck, make running a punishment. Forget it. You want every run to end with you more fully you, not less. Make running about more, not less. Make running about gains, not losses. You're not doing this so you have less stress. You're doing it so you have more peace. That's such a healthier way of looking at going for a run, okay? That's what it's about. It's not making up for past mistakes. It's not a penance. It's not revenge. And it's not a punishment. All right, last one. You want to make running suck? This is two parts of this. Belittle yourself or belittle others. This is another thing I've got no time for. You want running to suck. Be a terrible teammate or coach or friend to yourself. And I, I know I say this almost every single episode, but I say it almost every single episode because almost everyone does this to themselves. They make their running harder than it needs to be. They slow down their progression. They limit their betterment. And they're less likely to hit their potential because of the way they treat themselves. When you're out there and you're blasting yourself and you're criticizing yourself not to lift up but to beat down, when you're telling yourself things like you suck, when you're saying that you're not good enough, when you're saying you can't do this, you're not making yourself a better runner. You're not making the run better either. What are you doing? You're making things harder. So it just makes no sense to me. From a coaching point of view, I never want to do anything that sets us back. I never want us to take strides backward. Even if we're 
not doing something perfectly. I want us to be progressing forward. Even if we come up short, at least we were heading in the right direction, right? I don't want us to take steps back. And beating yourself up emotionally, mentally, mindfully is literally pulling yourself backwards. You're losing progression. You're, lo- you're not even losing momentum. It's reversing course. So if you want running to suck, be a terrible teammate coach or friend to yourself. Belittle yourself or belittle others. And I'm bringing this up because I see this on social media sometimes. And, and there's, there's, I'm gonna, there's two things here. There are some people who will belittle what someone's trying to do. So they'll say something like, that's not fast enough, that's not long enough, that's not even a real run. That's, that's coming from someone who hates themselves. Their, their arrogance is a form of self-hatred. They are not confident. If they were confident, they would understand that this person is not a threat to what they have. They've got this little flickering candle of light that they're confusing as a spotlight on themselves. And what they're, what they're worried about is if someone out there is doing something and has their own light, it's going to rob them of their spotlight. No, it's just more light in the room. So when you see arrogant people online, when you see arrogant people in social media belittling what someone else is doing, just remember this is a very insecure, very scared little person. They know that they're not good enough. They know that they don't have what it takes to get better. They don't have the discipline, the endurance, the courage to become a better version of themselves. They cannot adapt, adjust, change. And that, that makes them very angry because they're so scared. Those things work together. When you get scared, a lot of times your reaction is to get angry. That's, that's just how it works. So what they do is they belittle other people. That's, that is their only course of action because by telling someone you did a great job, they're so insecure. They think that there is not, there's just not enough accolades for them. So just remember that. If you're about to get upset, just remember this is not a person that you should be upset over because they are so small, so, so pathetic. Now, what you can hope is that they improve and they can develop some confidence and some humility and change and realize that someone else's Light does not rob theirs. It just adds to the light, okay? Now, the other thing is this. I also see it when people blast people for saying they did something great and someone who might not run as far or not run as fast try to shame the person for saying that they ran fast or they ran far, which also is utter nonsense. Just because you can't do what someone else can do does not mean they need to be quiet about what they can do. It's, it's just as obnoxious for someone to say, oh, you know, all these people going out there and saying they run so fast. Who, who cares? Who are you to judge what's fast or too fast? You do realize that these people that are out there saying, I did this for a 10K or I did this for a 5K, there are lots of people that can run faster than them. So they probably have some people also blasting them for not running fast enough. And now you're coming in saying, you know what? You're making me feel bad because I can't do what you can do. Are you kidding? You're also terrified that there's just not enough light available for everybody. There is. There absolutely is. And the way to handle it is, that's awesome. Great job. Good for you. Be inspired by someone going out there. See, you should be just as inspired by someone who's out there trying their best and runs less or not as fast as you as you should be of someone who runs further or faster than you because it comes down to effort. That's, that's really what's so impressive. Are people out there giving their best? Are people out there putting in a great effort? Now, if you want to make running suck, then just blast people for trying their best because that's really what I'm talking about. When you're belittling someone who's making an effort, 
to be better. If you're blasting them, well, then you're the problem. You're what's making running suck by being a runner that sucks. So don't do that. Never miss the opportunity to celebrate someone who's trying to do something outstanding, extraordinary, better, great. Never. It feels good to tell somebody they did a great job. Yeah, so there we go. I think those are a whole bunch of things that can make running suck. And if you don't do them, that's a whole bunch of things that won't make your running suck. How cool is that? See, I love going through something like this where you're, you're telling people, like, don't do these things. Because a lot of times when you're coaching, people can get overwhelmed by what you're telling them to do. It's just a lot of stuff. Like, oh, geez, like, I got I to gotta, I gotta run. I got to roll. I got to stretch. I got to drink water. I, you know, you want me to, you know, watch a track meet. Oh, my goodness. Like, it can, it can be overwhelming. It's nice sometimes to be like, hey, here's a whole bunch of things not to do. Don't fill up your day doing any of these things. And if you are doing some of these things, now you got some free time. You know what I mean? So it's always nice to kind of reverse it a little bit because I could have made this whole thing of, hey, this is what you should do. But no, here's a whole bunch of things not to do. Now you got some free time to just sit around and think, hey, running doesn't suck. I think I'm going to rate Coach Bennett's podcast and leave a really nice review and now I've got all this free time and I'm going to share it. And that's going to be great. And, oh, I think I'll share it to a couple more people. Fantastic. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send a, a letter to the mailbag, which we're going to get into. I know, I know we're going to get into it. But I'm looking at the clock and I've already gone over what I, kind of my goal was for this. So we'll look at episode 39. We'll do some mail with episode 39. But now that you got some free time, I don't know. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thank you for listening to this. And thank you for sharing your running journey with me. I mean it. Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to get to be a part of your day. And until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. I'll meet you on the next starting line. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast and whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today. You'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.